With practice and qualifying in the books, Brian and I are back to get you set for the players to attack or fade on DraftKings, uh, where the value may be, and is there actually value to be found on the betting board? And uh, those who waited on Chase, now is your opportunity to strike. Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on grass. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. Brian Twining live from fabulous Las Vegas. He is ready to go. Hurricane Hillary is heading his way, but he does not care. Look Bring at it on. Shirt. He is ready to rock. Uh, Brian Twining practice and qualifying is in the books. We're obviously recording this Saturday night instead of Sunday morning. Sorry for those who were expecting a live stream, but scheduling wise, it just worked out better. And with the stuff happening, we you know we don't want to get stuck not being able to give you our thoughts. So here we are, Brian Twining. How the hell are you? Uh, as you said, man, I'm doing fantastic. I am in Sin City, Las Vegas. I'm rocking the kind of Hawaiian type shirt, like bring on the water. If we got to ride a pontoon boat down the strip, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. I, I got to actually catch the majority of practice and qualifying this morning while waiting to pick up my wife at the cell phone lot. So that was good. Um, yeah. And there was a few surprises. There was a few things that I am regretting right now. And yeah, I'm excited for this race. I think there's still some tremendous value to be had on the betting board. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. We talked about it while you were in Vegas. William Byron was the smash of all smashes. I told you 23 to 1 when you were trying to sell me on Tyler Reddick. And I said, no, go take <laughs> this. Um, and yep. then you told me Westgate had a 30 to 1, which I'm kind of mad I didn't pull out a second mortgage and just send it all your way because William Byron was fast. He was incredible. We talked about it. We said Hendrick is the value. Get him where you can. Yep. That being said, uh, after doing a little prep on Thursday, listening to Stay Green and uh, doing some number crunching, I found a Denny Hamlin to sit on the pole at 16 to 1. So cash that baby this morning. Very happy to uh, have that ticket cashed. Um, now, if we're if we've been paying attention, though, this is when you do the ultimate fade, Denny, on Sunday. Even though you're sitting on an outright as well, but we've yep. seen what's happened in the previous two road races. He's sat on the pole. Yep, I have my outright at twenty to one. Uh, I will probably look to uh, potentially do some hedging. Potentially, we'll yeah, see exactly. how the, the, our, our discussions go um, and how. You know, obviously the pre-race poll with Chris Wormy is a much must watch uh, in my NASCAR prep. So make sure you check that out. I'll always put the uh, the link in the show notes. If you do not watch that, highly, highly, highly recommend it um, from a NASCAR betting. If you want DraftKings, obviously there's other uh, places to go. But uh, Wormy will hopefully be joining us to break down the uh, NASCAR playoffs. So very excited to chat with him in the very future. But Brian Twining, let's do what we always do. Let's talk some DraftKings and let's build a winning lineup this week. Uh, obviously, with you being in fabulous Las Vegas, DraftKings is kind of out the window, but I got us covered. So Chase Elliott, starting 15th, the only $11,000 driver this week. Uh, Kyle Larson starting 5th at 10-8. Martin Truex starting 19th, the 19th starting 19th. The five yeah. starting five, fifth, 
The any other fun ones? No. Okay. Uh, Reddick starting eighth and Christopher Bell, who I thought for a whole long was going to come and ruin Denny's pole and sit on the pole himself. Ended up having an issue. Uh, it was pretty amazing to me just watching Denny handle the uh, the bus stop. And everyone else was be was way faster than him, and they would get to the bus stop every time, and it would slow down. So, uh, we'll Look, have to we, talk about that. I was just going to say we hit on this uh, when we recorded on Wednesday evening. This is Denny Hamlin's probably his best road course. I yeah. mean, it's his only road course victory throughout his career. And we had talked about how you had to throw away everything that happened last year with Toyota at road courses. And I mean, essentially the entire season was a throwaway year for the manufacturer. And this year they've all brought speed, whether it's practice and qualifying or on Sunday. So, I mean, it, to me, it's really not that surprising to see him unload like this again, though, I do worry about what is going to transpire tomorrow when you have guys who are just a little bit better at road courses on the long run and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I think one thing we've learned um, is just because it's a road course doesn't mean it's like every other road course. It's not exactly. like a mile and a half or the super speedway. Like every road course has its vastly different uh, setup and different options. So something to consider. Anyways, from 10K and up, I guess the, the elephant in the room is Chase Elliott. Obviously, I think is going to be incredibly popular. He's still among, if not the betting favorite, although yeah. longer of a number. Is he someone... <laughs> Cross them off, easy fade, build our lineups around other people. And if he's the one you need, then we're we're SOL, but at least we we stuck to our guns and and made our our lineups accordingly, or is he someone you want to mix in to some exposure? Yeah, this is this is a tough call here because you know we had talked about it coming into the week. He was going to be the heavily, the most heavily bet favorite coming into the week. And he he was. He probably took on the most handle. Uh, of any driver regardless of what his odds were and then he looked just kind of mediocre during practice and qualifying now i i mean obviously you don't think people are doing this when they're in a must-win situation but look this is a track that he's been extremely good at throughout his career and he's been trying to find his way in this car since returning so maybe he was trying to fill things out he, there was a moment in practice where his single lap speed he had thrown up, it was second fastest during in his group. And then obviously like other guys were still running and they were able to surpass. You know, I, I think this is a potential opportunity to jump on him and actually get a guy who he needs a good finish. Like I obviously I don't know about winning, but just finagling his way to a top five is definitely something that piques my interest and something that I could see happening. Yeah, so it's all about contest selection, right? I feel like if you are trying to play tournaments, fading Chase Elliott will eliminate 50, 60, 70% of lineups if he has a bad day, if he has a rough day. So all of a sudden, the people you have to beat is much, much smaller. Yep. Uh, Obviously, it's a little bit of playing with fire situation. Now, if you're a 150 maxer, maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe you obviously want some Chase Elliott in your player pool. If you're doing some cash lineups, he's obviously an easy pit, easy click. If the the rest of the cash is off, um, you know, you can still cash assuming the rest of your lineup is fine. So, you know, understand your contest selection to know where to squeeze in, where to not. I play ten typically smaller field, typically like three max or single entry. I'm probably just gonna avoid him completely. 
it may end up costing me the whole day, but I think at this point it's 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 gonna be my move. But uh, we'll see where we come to as a as a duo. What about the the ten k range? Kyle Larson starting fifth, Truex starting nineteenth. Any interest there? Reddick, Bell, like Bell, Reddick, and Larson are all kind of in a similar spot. Like we talked about last week with Indy, um, it sure seems like you want the guys who start near the back um, and move forward, just because there isn't as many laps to lead, there isn't as many options. Um, what's your thoughts on that range? I said this prior to jumping on here, and it's kind of surprising for me to say this as I've been kind of down on him of late, but uh, Kyle Larson, look, starting fifth, put up some really good practice times. Yeah, starting fifth, whatever. What is that, a couple, maybe a hundredth off of the guy in front of him or the yeah. you know the second place car? Like, I don't, I don't take too much into a single lap speed, but when you look at the lap averages during practice, Larson was just behind a guy who is much cheaper but doesn't have the same type of success at road courses. That's uh, William Byron. Um, and he's still like one of the race favorites. And you can't you can't glance over the fact either that he's won each of the last two trips to Watkins Glen. So clearly this is a track that he's really good at as well. Yep. Uh, and Larson was fast, obviously, in Group B, I believe. Uh, yeah, Blue was Group B, so yeah. Was really good, second fastest in Group B, only behind Dinger and Kyle and William Byron overall. So really good. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or on Spotify, Brian's video is a little choppy, but uh, he is live from Las Vegas, so that is a little bit obviously not in his normal place, but his audio is still coming through. So bear with us if you're uh, if you're streaming along live. Uh, let's dive into the next range where we have the nine K we start with Kyle Busch starting ninth, who looked okay. Like he didn't look incredible, but he also didn't look terrible. Um, you know, obviously got into the top 10, did not get into the, uh, you know, advance beyond that McDowell starting third, uh, McDriver looks fast. He looks good. He was good in practice. Um, lot to like there. 9,600 Suarez starting 14th at 95. The Dinger, aforementioned, uh, incredibly fast in practice, um, starting sixth at 93, Busher 91, and Denny Hamlin on the pole. Um, there's a lot in this range, a lot of potential options. Uh, who jumps out to you as the as your favorite targets? Hoo-hoo, man. Look, I, I think Busher is somebody just starting outside the top 10 who has a decent yeah. – chance to crack the top 10 and finish, you know, maybe in that fifth through seventh, which the last time I thought that was the type of car he was, he, he wound up winning two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, so I like him where he's starting uh, dinger, obviously, but the worry about him is that when he shows well at a track at, at a track that he's done, it has a history of performing well at, he's probably going to be rostered a ton looking for maybe dominator points. But I worry a little bit about longer on speed because we saw it last week at Indy in Xfinity. He looked great during practice and qualifying, and then he fell off during the race. And then this week as well, he didn't run anything longer than a five-lap run. So we don't know what type of 10-lap or 15-lap speed he's got in that car. And Colleague has been kind of on the downturn. Yeah, Colleague has been kind of a shit show. Um, I do think his ownership will be suppressed just because of the names that are around him. Obviously, McDowell coming off the win. Uh, Byron's there. Gibbs is there at cheaper prices. Uh, Kyle Larson's one spot in front of him. Like there, I think there will be other people that get a lot more exposure. 
um, and he will kind of go overlooked just based on you know his, his recent form and and the colleague factor and just kind of general underwhelming AJ Elmendinger. Um, he is somebody if you want to build a narrative that kind of reminds me of McDowell last week where everything kind of like he was a little bit too far forward for what people expected. Nobody True. really thought he could win, but he always had good success on road courses and all of a sudden he converts it to a win. And I think McDowell's just been playing better all year long. So maybe his car had more speed, but when AJ has speed and Wormy will tell you this, that's when he's a legit contender. And I think he has the speed. Um, and I think he could be a nice pivot if you want to get to him. And we also can't forget the fact that Almendinger needs a victory yep. to, if he has any hopes of getting into the playoffs. So, I mean, they, they're going to plan this race out for him to win, not, not for a good finish. So, obviously, you're playing game of roulette with him in terms of the possibility of wrecking out. Or, you know, if you saw the Xfinity race, like, there is going to be some beating and banging if we get a late a late race restart. So yep. he's somebody that's going to want to have track position. I'm a thousand percent with you on Chris Busher, by the way. I think that's a great call. I think he'll be somebody that um, can easily move forward, has top five finish in his bag. And who knows, you know, if RFK probably goes overlooked too a little bit yeah. this week. Yeah. And it's interesting to figure out how we want to value because obviously the single lap speed of qualifying versus the the longer run of practice is very very different. But um, you know, if we get to a one 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 lap run, maybe yeah. they figure some stuff out by the end. But I, he is just he was so rock solid and um, ran really really well in practice. So I'm I'm in on him for sure. Uh, let's keep it rolling unless there's somebody else in this range. A, a McDriver, I'm fine with. Kyle Busch, I think, is a top five car. Um, yeah, and then I think Daniel Suarez definitely disappointed people. Yeah. yeah, and he this was the track he needed to step it up. So interesting to see. Uh, so Byron qualified second, eighty eight hundred. Ty Gibbs uh, was dominating Xfinity. Obviously, different car, but uh, still same track. Uh, looked really good in practice. Looked really good in qualifying. Eighty six hundred. Austin Sindrick, eighty four. Ross Chastain, who ran today's race. Um, maybe get a little momentum, a little comfortability on the track starting 22nd at 8,200. And Alex Bowman, Bowman the showman. He was in the right Xfinity race today, too. Um, some interesting guys that are a little bit further back. Both could easily move forward and and make for interesting factors on Sunday. Uh, who do you like in this 8K range? Yeah, like we're going to say this, but obviously I'm going to – I'm going to take the advice of a professional at this, and that's Chris Wormy. He talked about Ty Gibbs, and he thought he was going to be really fast this week. He said he thought he was possibly a top three car last weekend, and he goes out and he puts it in the front two rows. His practice, maybe for five-lap average, wasn't the greatest, but when you look at 10-lap average, he definitely upped the game there. He's really fast. Um, you saw he was probably – he was going to win the Xfinity race if he doesn't – in that overtime period so you're looking at a guy that should be looking for the weekend sweep um starting fourth you have the potential for him to lead a bunch of laps if he could jump out early it's only 8600 i look i we talked about him earlier in the year you know we were making fun he's got us all this bull crap but he is a legit driver like this kid for being a kid essentially yeah. i mean he's a child to the majority of these guys and myself is incredible on track. He's uh he's so he started off really hot and then it seemed like he was fading 
and he's really pulled it back together when it when it mattered most. And that's really, really impressive to see. Um, So shouts to him. I think there's going to be some interesting discussions. There's a few guys that are starting near the front that make a lot of sense. There's a lot of guys that are starting farther back. I think Sindrick's in play. I think Chastain's in play. I think Bowman's in play. Chastain's the one that probably scares me the most just because he's been so bad. Um, <laughs> but even like, I don't know, he was he was pretty quick in practice. He was fine in in qualify. Obviously, 20 seconds, not what you're looking for, but yeah, um, ran well today. Like, I don't know. Like there you could tell yourself a story that maybe he figures it out and where he's starting and his potential on road courses is definitely in play. Uh, let's talk 7K. So we have Joey Logano starting 11th at 78. Kevin Harvick starting 33rd at 76. was really, obviously, um, he's not really a road course guy, but starting 33rd, there's a lot of opportunity there. He's obviously more of a wheel man, so he can kind of figure some stuff out and maybe salvage a nice day. Ryan Blaney starting 23rd. Chase Briscoe 26th. And Brad Keselowski starting 24th. Of the old guys starting in the 20s, uh, I, don't know, I guess Briscoe and Blaney are really the old guys, but who who jumps out to you in this range? It didn't work out last week, and we've seen him try it multiple races in a row now. Um, I, I'm going to go to the bottom of the 7K range and you know one of the guys I at least like picking, but that's Brad Keselowski be- knowing that he is willing to go off schedule in order to take the risk of say something happening and then gaining all of that track position. So I think somebody who he's got two top tens in the last six trips to Watkins Glen Um, RFK has had decent speed at road courses this year. And then just in general, they've definitely upped their game this year. So I think for me, he makes the most sense as somebody who's not going to play it too safe. So obviously he's a little bit of a risk because it, you do run the possibility of it not working out like last week and he falls back and he finishes right where he starts. Or say you get a caution at the right time and he just moved up 20 spots and he's running inside the top 10, top five. Yeah, see, for me, Brad K is somebody I'd much rather attack at the betting window. Um, for DraftKings, I worry about him doing some stuff, trying to get a playoff point, ended up finishing 20th and not really helping you. Um, for me in this range, I like Briscoe and I like uh, Kevin Harvick. I think both guys can move forward. I think both guys could score you a bunch of points um, and maybe even flirt with like a top 10, top 15 finish. Um, the only thing you... I worry about, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, we talked. So at Indy, a lot of people were saying, oh, we think they're going to be like the forwards are going to be really good. And that kind of encapsulated everybody. Whereas at a track that, from what I've heard or picked up on this week, a road course that is more predicated on speed. SHR's speed this year has been absolute trash. So, I mean, if we're at a track where you need speed in order to get track position, Uh, I am extremely worried that any of those guys out of that garage are going to be good. Yeah, I mean, look where where they qualify. Like, Briscoe was slow. Kislowski was slow. Harvick was slow. Like, Almarola was the slowest. Like, there's obviously a not not a lot to like there so i don't fault anybody who just crosses this range out and jumps but um i i don't hate briscoe and i don't hate uh harvick as potential options 
6K, where we get to Bubba Wallace, who looked pretty good. 6,900. Todd Gillen, 67. Eric Jones, 65. Austin Dillon, 63. And Justin Haley, 61. Um, is I mean, I, I don't know what to do with this range. Honestly, uh, like... Jones has a decent history in here here uh, in terms of like finding a way to finish but I mean clearly there's no speed in that car. Yeah. Uh Austin Dillon, uh, he's been okay at finding decent sp finishes but like I'm not banking anything on him finishing well at a track that he has zero top 10s in the last 6 was an average finish of around 25th. And then you know Bubba Wallace is intriguing. We've talked about look I'm going to sound like a broken record but he is a much better driver than we've seen in the past. He's got a lot of speed. I mean, he qualified 12th. He looked good during practice. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not that that speed translates to Sunday over the long run, which even last week, he had it early and he really fell off late, finishing you know more towards the back end of the, of the team. So in this group, I, I mean, Wallace is scary for his potential to move back. Jones has the potential to move forward, but... Honestly, I don't really like any of them. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you there. That being said, I there is a little bit of um, Charlotte Roval to this to this race. There's a little crossover, obviously, because of the speed. And some of these guys are better at higher speeds. They tend to make better, they yeah. tend to have better finishes, better moves. But like, I think Bubba makes sense. I think your Eric Jones call, I think, is a, an interesting one. I mean, we were talking about Harvick and some of the SHR guys. Like Eric Jones, you can save almost $1,000 or more, and he's starting in the 30s, and he could move forward. And, and you know, I'm not asking him to win the race or even compete for a top 10. Just, like, get yourself into, like, 17th point place, have some speed, and maybe a luck box your way into a top 10 if all the stars align. But, like there's a lot of potential for him to not be a train wreck and that might be just enough <laughs> to get you through. Yeah. And you know, obviously I think it's, it, it's based on how you build your lineup at the top. I think for a guy like Jones, whether or not he's going to be in there, because if you can take the risk with the guys that are less money, I think he's a decent ad, but say you're getting risky with like a Ty Gibbs or, you know, somebody who's a little bit less, rostered towards the top of the board as like a dominant or potential race winner you want to get safer with the guys lower down which would be in my opinion a harvick who i mean you could probably bank on a top 20 for somebody like him it just being the type of driver he is yeah yeah like last year eric jones started 31st which guess where he's starting this week and yeah. finished in the top 10 so use that for what you will obviously you know history doesn't always repeat itself, but the fact that he was able to show somewhat speed um, is definitely interesting. Uh, all right, let's round out the rest of the field. Uh, we have Ricky Stenhouse, 5,900. The aforementioned Eric Almarola, who was tortoise speed in, in practice. <laughs> Ryan Priest, Mike Rockenfeller, Cole Custer, Corey LaJoy, who showed a yeah. ton of Where the speed. hell did that come from? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm almost expecting like 
post practice and qualifying inspection to find something. <laughs> he ends up starting in the back. Yep. Harrison Burton, 5100, Andy Lally, Ty Dillon, and Josh Balicki. Now, this range, this range is disgusting. Yeah, I, look. LaJoy, it's funny to see him qualify up here in the Cup Series because he looked great in ARCA until he had the issues where he was losing parts off of his car. I don't know if anybody caught that race, but that, he had like a three-second lead. Yeah, he had like a three-second lead in that race this weekend, and his car started to fall apart, literally. Yeah. Um, so obviously, he's not somebody I can trust. No, but, but I, I will say there's opportunity there, and if he has oh, for sure. speed, he could be interesting. I was just going to say, if if anybody has the potential to run a car that has speed, we, we love LaJoy on fast tracks, like sure you know, super speedways, Michigan, stuff like that. So it's definitely there. But, I mean, I would not consider him amongst the best wheel guys in this sport. So I, I would suspect before about halfway through, he's already spun multiple times. Um, I think the guy that intrigues me the most in this range has got to be Rockenfeller after last week kind of being – more of like a speed bump to everybody. Yeah. Maybe because this is his second race this season in the next gen, I maybe he can keep it in that position. You know, just run 21st and the low teens and just maintain and get you, you know, 25, 30 points. Yeah, I'm just, I guess my concern there is like, Wormy and Furman were talking about it last week, how he's more in a position to like, prove that he can earn a better ride, not necessarily like maybe gets better yeah. option next year. I don't know. He's somebody that scares me. Custer is interesting. Um, I always think How it, before we get off of rock and feller though, I think it, if you think Eric Jones has a chance because of the speed in the mm -hmm. car, it's, it's literally the same girl. It's the same car. It's the same garage. Yeah. So, I mean, and Rockefeller comes from a road background. You're not wrong. I just, I yeah, I, it's it, it's hard. And I worry too because of his salary and where he's starting that maybe people gravitate towards him a little too much. I don't know. Let's build a lineup, Brian. Let's see if we can put something together because I think we have some similar thoughts. I also think we have some guys that you're a little more excited about than I am and vice versa. So it'll be interesting to, to kind of push each other into a, a different unique angle. So uh, I'll give you the T and you tell me the first name you absolutely have to have in this lineup. Oh Lordy. All right. Uh, he was somebody that I contemplated a lot prior to practice and qualifying. He's starting just inside the top 10, but I'm going to go with Kyle Busch starting ninth at 9,800. I, I really like his prospects of a top five finish. Yeah. Uh, he's been really good here. The eight was decent last year with Redick, and we've seen it where that when that car performed well last year with Redick, Busch has also done pretty well on Sunday in the same vehicle. I like where your head's at. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think we need some Hendrick exposure. I'm not a 1,000%, but I think I'm going to lean on Bowman the Showman and get some Hendrick experience into our lineup. All right. All right. I I don't hate it. Uh, I mean, we could go if you want. Like, I'm happy to go to Byron, who was insanely fast. No. And, that, 
I honestly, I I like Bowman better from a from a DraftKings perspective. Okay, just because of the potential for placement points, knowing he has to, he's got to yeah. do something. I think he still has a very real shot at a top ten and potentially top five. Yeah. All right, uh, man, we're really against the gun here. All right, let's get let's get frisky. Oh no, Ty Gibbs. Oh baby. Oh baby, where is he? Eighty six hundred. Okay. If that's the case, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. This has taken a turn here. Oh lordy. <laughs> oh no oh yeah alright alright so go ahead and scroll up here Harvick like not Logano Sindrick or Chastain I was, I was just gonna say you know I think Harvick might be a decent play because like I was saying of anybody who's starting back there I think he's probably gonna keep it in yeah. the top 20. I think if we're going to an Eric Jones, I think someone like Kevin Harvick makes a lot of sense as For the safeness. Like pairing. Because, like, you know, you're playing with a lot of fire with Eric Jones, so you want to have a little more stability, and I think having Harvick there is is probably the move. And he's starting way back there, and yeah, he's hard to not get to. Yeah, and in 21 career races here at Watkins Glen, dude has an average finish of 12.7. That seems good. And he's got a top 10 in over 50% of his races. So, I mean, even if he's starting way back in the field, I, I think he can maneuver his way at least to get us some decent placement points for sure. So I think the debate here is between Busher, Sindrick, and Chastain. I think <sighs> Busher might be the answer. In my opinion, Busher has a much higher likelihood of winning over Chastain, and I think that's where you got to go when you're looking at that. I, now, before we, before we finalize this, though, are we missing the boat by not grabbing either two guys on the front row? I think if we go the Ty Gibbs route, we need to not grab the guys on the front row. All right, all right. That's where my head goes. If yeah, we want to go with sense. one of the guys in the front row, I think T Ty Gibbs is the one that's replaced, then we figure out the salary. The only thing I'll add to that to close out, every or each of the last six, and I think it's 11 of the last 12 winners at Watkins Glen started sixth or better. Okay. Now, mind you, the majority of those were with stages, so that definitely plays a factor when you're looking at that type of stuff. Yeah. And we have Ty Gibbs starting fourth. So he's going to win the race. <laughs> We're making a lot on the That's kids. That's what this lineup says. This lineup yeah. says Ty Gibbs wins. Oh gosh. Or, or like maybe Busher or, or Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush could win. Yeah. I know. No, I... The top six, but I think he can legitimately win. Oh, for sure. Uh, okay. Did it. We won a million dollars. Let's go. Let's hope. Let's review the card as it sits, and then let's figure out where the value is. So I have Logano at 45. I think you can get a little bit better than that. We'll review uh, Logano top five. Logano, when he does well at this course, which he was 11th at in practice or in qualifying, so uh, I, I kind of yeah. like that. Um, when he does well, he does well. He's a top five-ish driver. Um, 
when he struggles, he has a bad day. Um, so you could go and bet him, especially now where he's starting. I think he would be a great not top 10 bet if you happen to be in Vegas or somewhere where they allow that. Yeah. So if you, you if you want some Logano exposure, make sure you get paid out on it. Uh, I had Larson and Gibbs, which I'm kind of annoyed that how the 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 um, race ended because I was hoping to have a 25 to one ticket on Larson going into tomorrow. Obviously, I'm not having that, so that's fine. I do have Larson over Elliott at plus 135, and I have McDowell over Suarez at minus 110, which is my best bet. Uh, Brian had K. Looking good right now, by the way. What's that? Looking good right now. Yeah, feeling pretty good about that. Uh, Brian has KFB to top five at plus 190. He has Hamlin to top 10. Speaking of looking good, uh, minus 125. And then he has Hamlin over Busher at minus 109. Uh, our normal Action Network uh, site isn't uploaded at this point, so we'll just run through DraftKings. I have Caesars loaded. Brian has a few other options. So we'll look for the best number, but at least give you some thoughts on kind of where the where the market sits now. Um Brian, it seems like of any of the tracks, road courses are the ones that give us the most shakeup, wildness, whatever you want to call it, from pre-practice and qualifying to post. Yes. Um, we've had a few races this year, whether it was Sonoma, whether it was Indy, where guys that were in the 20s were all of a sudden 5, 6, 7 to 1. And I think that's kind of where we focus on the, in terms of outrights this week. Obviously, our outright card is very lacking um, compared to where we normally go. But Byron was in the twenties um, as long as as long as thirty at uh, Westgate. Chase Elliott obviously moved down. Um, Kyle Larson is about where he was. Danny Hamlin was in the twenties and all obviously moved down. Dinger was in the high teens, moved down. So it's really interesting to see the the dramatic movement. So, but as we sit here now. Let's talk through these odds. Let's see if we can't find bets. If we haven't made any outright bets and we want to go make one or two, where are we going? So we have William Byron plus 550, obviously incredibly fast. Um, looked really good. He obviously is a Hendrick dominant track. Uh, Chase won the first two, uh, two uh, three years and four years ago. Then it was Kyle Larson. Maybe it's William Byron's turn to win two in a row. Plus 550. Chase, obviously, plus 550. He was three to one before practice and qualifying. Obviously, a lot on the line this week. Uh, needs to win to get in. Kyle Larson, his teammate, plus six fifty, right there. Denny Hamlin, plus six fifty. Uh, the Dinger is seven fifty. McDowell is eight fifty, and Kyle Busch is eight fifty. As we stay inside ten to one. Brian Twining, if you are are going to make an outright bet now that everything's in the books, any of these numbers interesting to you? The only guy in this range that I would consider adding, and I might do this, Kyle Larson. Yeah. Uh, plus 650 or 7 to 1. We're talking about a guy who last year and the previous year at road courses was probably opening at the 3 to 4 range. Yep. Just had an incredible car during practice and qualifying. He's starting in the first three rows. Um, he's won the last two trips to this track. What else do you want from a guy to garner your attention at the betting board for an outright? Now, I, I am slightly worried that there is a possibility that Hendrick does have some sort of plan where they're like 
you know, trying to get Chase a win by doing something funky. Um, that, But say Chase wrecks out early and that gets thrown out the window. Then it's pedal to the metal, all for Larson to take home the win. And I think you're still getting tremendous value at this number for a guy who, honestly, we've seen in the past three, four to one. That's my biggest concern. And maybe that's not really something I should be worrying about at this point. But if Byron or Larson are up near the front, and Chase is also up there that they do some finagling, get Chase to the front and let and, and get him that win. Cause that's really important for Hendrick to get as many cars. Obviously they want all four right now. Only two of them are in. So they yeah. are working on getting to at least one more car in. So if they have Bowman or Elliot up there, they're going to do a lot to get them in. That being said, that Larson number is really, really nice. He's also been very feast or famine when he wins. This could be a situation where he looks dominant from the jump and that number is gone. So I think getting on it now is the move. And then maybe in race, if Byron or Chase or somebody else is competing, maybe you you grab some more just to kind of hedge your way out, um, knowing that you know when Larson, it, it's been weird. It's when, when stage three is close and competitive. Larson's had issues sealing the deal. So having some extra tickets, I think, up there makes a lot of sense. Uh, we talked about Dinger a little bit for DraftKings, but I think when he is this fast and he is this good, uh, he has a very real shot, shot at winning. I just plus 750 when you can bet Larson and Hamlin at 650 is really, really hard for me to do. I, um, I would I would still bet Dinger over Denny, though, just, just because, like, We've seen what Denny does when he's on the pole sure. at road courses. But he's also, just I, mean, this year. I don't know, that's been a lot of weather stuff. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, who do you trust more? If if they look good, they unload well on a road course, yeah. and you're just in, in a vacuum. Like, you're you're going to take Dinger Although over Dinger him. Dinger has how many wins? Uh, one in the NASCAR Cup <laughs> Series out of road courses. Denny <laughs> has how many wins? Yeah, that's um, true. That's a good point. Good so, point. you know, maybe that's a little overstated. Uh, let's dive into double digits. We have Gibbs at 11. We have Truex at 14. We have Reddick at 16. Uh, Chris Bell at 16. I'm... Don't I, do it. The outright board, like, I don't love it. Like, there isn't really anything that's like... Usually there's at least a, two or three guys that are compelling conversations and i'm trying to figure out where i want to allocate funds and this week i don't feel that like i feel like there's a couple guys that i think are legitimate winners and i think they're majority i think 80 percent of them are are priced inside 10 to 1 yeah so i don't know i i do think that ty gibbs has a legit shot to win here because that car is fast and he is good. Like he, he was running away with today's race in the Xfinity series, albeit a different car, but he clearly has a handle on how to run this track. And he so, was I mean, really it, good last week. And if he didn't get pushed to the back, he was probably going to be a lot more of a factor than anyone wants to admit. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing to take away from uh, the NASCAR betting preview show was when Wormy was talking about how Gibbs got spun. It was like the first two laps he got spun. And he was able to work his way through the field and made up 
almost more than half the field in positions by the end of the race. And I mean, that takes a lot of speed at Indy road course where passing is difficult. And that just means like speed in the car, which is apparently essential here at Watkins Glen. Um, tomorrow when Chris Wormy does his pre-race poll, do you think Chris Bell is his pick, his pick to win again? Or do you think he's <laughs> finally gotten over that? Uh, look, I don't think Bell would be a bad pick because he looked fine. I like practice. him much more at 16 than um, some of the other options above him. Yeah, that is true. Like we, we do tend to gravitate towards numbers like this uh, when they look okay. I, it's just, it's the same thing with, it's like that the second half of the Toyota group, the Redick, the Bell, the Wallace, even Ty Gibbs, I guess you could throw in there. It's like, what is going to eventually happen during the race that is going to ruin your bet with them? You know, it's just, it's almost inevitable. That being said, Bell was clearly the best Toyota um, in practice and was only behind like Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, McDriver, William Byron and Dinger. So like, that's a pretty good group. He was much closer to them than any of the other guys who were down kind of in the middle chunk um, in terms of opportunities. So, I think Bell is the best option in this, and I'm 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 considering adding him um, to my to my card, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, the, the last thing I'll add on Bell though is that he ran in Group B, and he was like the fifth fastest in overall speed in that group. But then, like obviously, when you add in Denny and and Ty Gibbs yeah. were in Group A, they were like fourth and fifth fastest in that group. So I mean, yeah you know, you kind of have to try to factor in like how would that have affected everyone's speed if they were running in the same. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. The way, the way group B dominated with Dinger. So it's hard to tell too, because like Dinger, Larson, uh, Kyle Bush, Chris Bell, Chris Busher, like these are all guys you expect to perform well. Um, We're all in group B, but then like Corey LaJoy was crazy fast. (laughs) Is that more of a group B thing or is that like Corey LaJoy found something? I don't really know. Um, Kind of interesting. Busher, I think at 35 is kind of fun given like he was 20. He looked fine. He looked, he actually looked pretty fast and all of a sudden he's down to 35. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Maybe that's, maybe that's the books telling us to stay away and not do dumb stuff with our money. But um, is interesting. And like I said with Logano, um, if he's good, he's really good and has a chance to to go for the win. So 50 to 1, if you want a lottery ticket, I think is fine. Um, but, you know, keep your units small. Don't expect a dominant performance from start to finish with him. Yeah, I think like a guy like Busher, for instance, um, when you look at his placement positions, I mean, I think there's some value possibly in the top 10 market where you can find it. I know Caesars has those posted um, because like he is a guy who's been around a 10th place car at every single track. I mean, since the all-star break and he's a decent road road course racer. So it's nice when you see those odds get that long in the outright market for a guy who kind of ran, you know, right in the low teens uh, during practice and qualifying or in the qualifying position. Ross Chastain is 65 to one. Nope. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. Um, They don't have speed. Like what happened to track houses speed in the one car? Not even, not even Suarez who they were like legitimately pushing into the playoffs had speed. And that's concerning. 
the whole SVG thing threw them off, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, look what has top tens this week, Brian. No way. <gasps> it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, we'll see what the numbers are. Yeah, let's see if we can find value. Pretty gross. Like, why, like, Let's go why even post the numbers at this point? Because mm, we've been complaining that they don't have numbers, and then they finally give it to us. Let's go over here. Uh, all right, so doesn't actually look that far off from what the rest. So it's actually, let's see, like Busher. Busher's better over here. That is true than Caesars. Yeah, I just noticed that. Cindric's better priced. There's actually, I think that this the market this week. I don't know if they just got, if they got books got hammered last week or what happened, but they've really given us shit this week. Yeah. Um, all right, so top 10 market. Uh, Denny, you have at minus 139 to top 10. He's minus 400. That's pretty nice. That, uh, that is a pretty good value. At this point, like Suarez minus 120, Chris Busher. Like the one thing about road courses is they are typically a little easier to kind of figure out who's going to be near the front. And potentially get some value. I think Busher is plus one twenty five is fine. I think Cindric is okay. Is there any of these numbers down in the top ten? Bubba four to one, like that are actually jumping out to you at all? I think the Bowman one. Yeah. And then Bowman. I think I, I think Brad K too at plus two fifty. Like he's somebody who could. Again, he can maneuver or manufacture a finish like that. Yeah, he could have like not a great day, but be exactly. like twelfth and figure out a way to get a top ten. But he also runs the risk of finishing outside the top twenty if he. Yeah, if he, and I, another know? thing about him is like, you're like it's it's harder for me to bet on guys for top tens when I don't think they have like potential for even a top five. Yeah. Like I want somebody who is going to be able to be com not comfortably inside the top 10 because obviously those guys are priced really, really aggressively. But like, like I want to be able to squint and see like a third place finish. And with Brad K, I just don't think that's possible. With Sindrick, I could see it. With Busher, I can see it. With Bowman, I could see it. Um, Look, I think my favorite bet tomorrow while I'm here in Vegas, if they post it, I want to bet Chase Elliott not top 10. Oh, please tell me what that number is because I will be right there with you. Exactly my point. Like, they're going to be doing everything and getting extremely aggressive here. And he's, he, I mean, we saw it today during the Xfinity race. Those guys are beaten and banging late in the race. And there is a real chance that he gets turned and then he finishes, you know, 18th or 25th. Like, you're going to get a way better odds on not top 10 than you are on top 10. Just looking at minus 450, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Let's look. Top five. Byron is plus 100 to top five, which is crazy. Kyle Larson. Man, they are really. Kyle Bush is plus 110 to top five. Um, what did you get him at? Plus 190. That's nice. Yeah, I really like Bush. Like, I think he's somebody who's starting further back in the field. I think he has a legit shot to win, but that plus 850 number is a little bit 
short. Or yeah, like you like a little one. bit better for sure. Yeah. Um, what is his plus two fifty to top three? Top three. Mm. Logano's fourteen to one to top three. That's kind of nice. All right, look. Oh no. I think the guy that is intriguing me the most here in this market, top five too, Michael McDowell plus one forty. Top five speed in practice. Top five uh, ten lap average in practice. Yeah. Let's see. Is that the best number we can get? Let's go check out McDriver over here. McDriver one hundred five. And He's starting third. Like, what else do you want? <laughs> yeah. And I think I trust him, especially after getting the win, to just kind of hang out there all day. Yeah, and it was interesting on the uh, the on the actions detrimental with with uh, Denny Hamlin. Which kudos to both of those guys for joining together and deciding to do a uh, podcast together when um, Denny was basically kind of shit talking Michael McDowell that Chase Elliott was going to make up uh, positions on him just via points, and then McDowell goes out and win wins the race last week in Indy. Um, but yeah, McDowell. And his crew chief, I guess, were talking, and he mentioned that on the show, that they think that Watkins Glen is actually his best or maybe his favorite road course. The finishing results yeah. don't necessarily say that, but... They thought this was going to be the week to get the win, not last week. And they got the week... Exactly. They got the win. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, like a college team. Like, you think, oh, they're going to be a title team in 25, and all of a sudden things click a little bit early in 24. They're like a playoff team. Yeah. kind of the same thing. And then he goes out and he puts it inside the top five in qualifying and in both practice metrics. Like that's a good sign here. I added the top five. I was already in on McDriver to beat Suarez, so I figured top five plus one forty. Sign me up. Yeah, that's definitely something I gotta I gotta add in there because that's a that's a good number to bet here. Yeah, especially after seeing that he has the speed. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and uh, uh, I apologize to everybody out there if you keep seeing me turning my head, but I'm actually uh, working at the same time right now. Brian so. is, yeah, staying on top of everything. So shout <laughs> to Brian for the dedication. Uh, top Chevy, Chase, Byron plus 240, Larson plus 320. Kyle, like, I don't know. Chevy scares me just because so many of them have legit shots to win. So I think you have to bet them to win. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you go to winning manufacturer, they're they're minus one twenty to take home the victory. Yeah. Ty Gibbs at plus three forty to top Toyota is kind of interesting. Um Bell at plus three plus three forty. I don't hate either. McDriver is minus one seventy five to top Ford. Logano at seven fifty to top Ford, I think, is really nice. Logano get... is not going to get Top Ford, he could, he absolutely could. When he when he when he performs well, he performs well, and that gives you a little more flexibility because if like two or three Hendrick guys are up front and like Denny and I don't know whoever Ty Gibbs are up front, like they're that you could you could get six or seventh Logano and still be the top Ford. The only, yeah, the only, I guess that's true. Like like McDowell is the biggest competition. He's obviously priced accordingly. Um, and I think Busher will be really solid, but Logano could get sixth or fifth and get you and get you um, top top Ford. 
and it's yeah. plus seven fifty. It's not like it's plus three fifty. Like it's that's a good number. That is true, and he was the top right. finishing forward last year. Yeah, like I bet top five Logano at five fifty, and now I can get seven fifty, and he could get sixth and still do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because I already have enough Logano exposure at big numbers, but I, I wouldn't fault anybody who went that way. Yeah, Chevy versus Toyota is minus 250. Chevy versus Ford is minus 450. That's crazy. Ooh, we got stage winners at the bottom. These are great. Uh, let's go to stage two winners. So who is somebody that maybe has a playoff spot that could stay out and do what Denny did last week and not really be a legitimate contender for the race, but maybe Brad Keselowski, Brad Keselowski, Chris Busher's teammate. Um, I got, I got to look at this. Do, do you happen to know what the, uh, what the stages are this week? Like l- length? Uh, no, let's see. Watkins, Glenn. Like, obviously, this is something we should have looked at pre-race, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Derek Yoder usually has it. All right, uh, 20, stage, 20 laps in stage one, 40 laps in stage two, um, and then the rest for stage three. Okay. Here we go. Hmm. Um, 20, 40, and then 90. It's interesting because pretty much everybody ran straight through last week. Kevin Harvick at 100 to 1. <laughs> Joey Logano at 40 to 1. I like Logano's number. That's pretty good. Ross at a hundred. No. Until Remember, we see that guys car, are going to probably finish in the twenties. So. I know, but until we see that car do anything special or do anything, basically, like I, yeah, I can't I think, bet him. I, I think Logano is the number that is the best, most appealing per. But if I think he can. But the thing is, if he's that, if he's contending, I don't know. He's hard for me because when he's good, he's good. So maybe he's having a great day. But I don't know. That, well, that'd be very I, compelling. I was just gonna say for the for the stage one bet, it's interesting because each of the top six who started last week's race at Indy Road Course finished top six in stage one. Like it, there was no movement amongst the field right there. So Denny is plus I mean, three seventy five. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you could get somebody. I think Ty Gibbs maybe is somebody to to get. Oh, plus four fifty though. No. Yeah, Byron I, three to one. I mean, what is uh, what is Larson? Drivers four to one. Yeah, I mean they're not going to get killed on these numbers, so. I, th- I think though, you know, you want the guy to jump to the front and kind of just be there at the, in twenty laps. Yeah, Larson, Kyle Busch plus four fifty. I don't hate that. No. Yeah. yeah, because it'll be Chase Elliott plus two fifty. Like, 
I don't know. I am in full Chase Elliott mode now. That's so. Let's find a way to fade Chase Elliott because obviously we're both simpatico on doing that. Yeah, we, we got to find some matchups with him. Yeah. If I can get my little there, we go. So McDriver is minus one ninety five against Suarez. I got it at minus one ten. We got some nice pre pre qualifying CLV. Let's see if we can actually turn them into wins. But at least at this point, look pretty good. Uh, Bell versus Kyle Busch. Brad K at plus one twenty against your boy Ryan Blaney is kind of interesting. I was just gonna say I actually don't hate that. <laughs> Ross and Harvick. Ross and Harvick was a lot closer, and now it's kind of obviously stretched out. Well, that's what happens when Ross Chastain looks like Kaka. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, Denny plus one twenty-five against Byron. Uh, Larson plus one fifteen against Chase Elliott. Man, I have, I like my, that I have Denny I have plus one thirty-five, so um, I can't do that. I'm going to add the Denny number. Okay. And here's my thought process on that. If we're, if we're thinking that Hendrick is in a position to where they want to get Bowman or Elliott a win, they're going to sacrifice the finishing position of the guys up front, which is Byron and Kyle Larson, basically to assure themselves a better placement with uh, Elliott and Bowman and or Bowman. Whereas Toyota outside of Bubba, like, I don't see Denny Hamlin moving over for Ty Gibbs. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think that makes some sense. What do you think about Ty Gibbs at plus 125 against the Dinger? I don't hate that because I think in terms of equipment, Gibbs is in a much better car. Yeah. It's just you're you're betting against the, the history of uh, Dinger versus the youngster of Ty Gibbs, who has a very limited amount of experience in the cup car. Just overall and at this course. Yeah. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of other matchups. Um, so we'll have to see if we can cobble stuff together. We'll try and tweet out some stuff if we find value. Obviously, race, you know, recording when we are. Um, not everything has trickled out yet, but we're getting close. You know, I'm. I'm actually going to take the shot there. Gibbs over Dinger. I like I like the plus money. I think in terms of speed in the car, I think he's got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're close enough where if you're getting a, a pretty sizable plus money bet, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, and I will say uh, for those of you that are in the great state of Nevada or in Las Vegas, there are a ton of matchup markets here at the variable sports books right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, FanDuel doesn't have anything up. Yeah, we, uh, we kind of... Uh, does BetMGM or BetRivers have anything? So BetRivers only has top threes outrights and I think uh, like some prop and then, you know, BetMGM, they're, they have outrights. Okay. Um, well, we hit, we're almost to an hour, so should we give the people the best bet and get the hell out of here? Let's do it. All right. So let's recap the card. 
Um, there's still time. Obviously, we're recording this Saturday uh, late afternoon, early evening out on the West Coast. Uh, if we find stuff, we will drop it in the comments as well as on Twitter. Make sure you're following both Brian at Brian underscore twining and myself at Notorious KRO. Uh, make sure you go to the pre-race poll. Um, I, it's usually around uh, 1 o'clock, 1.30 Eastern. Check, hit the link, turn on the subscribe, hit the bell notifications so you know when Chris goes live. Always check out the NASCAR betting preview show. Derek Yoder does a great job with a variety of co-hosts. Uh, obviously Wednesday is our favorite, but you can get Xfinity. You can get a variety of different things. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Um, who was it? Oh, oh um, I think I'm going to do it, Brian. I think I'm going to add one. Uh Oh, an outright. I think so. It better not be Chastain. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate myself yet enough. I, I've I've wasted enough money. Uh, like Christopher Bell sixteen to one is really tempting. Oh my gosh! Don't do it. Okay, I won't. When he as wins, soon as you add it, he's gonna wreck. And as soon as he, I don't add it, he's gonna win. So that's fine. Uh, I'm probably gonna add something. I don't know what it is gonna be, but we'll see where it is. So Logano forty five. You can get a little bit better of a number. Logano to top five. I got it at plus 550. Like I said, you can get the top four at 750. I kind of like that a little bit better. Uh, I think that's a very similar range. Um, I have Larson over Elliott at plus 135. Obviously, that's come down a little bit, but I still like that, especially if you get plus money. And McDowell over Suarez. Obviously, didn't add a ton to the card. I feel really... Um, I feel really weird having such a uh, t short and tidy card, but maybe it'll be a good thing. Um, that being said, McDowell to top five is going to be my best bet. I'm in on Michael McDowell this week. Uh, plus 140 feels like a really nice price. Like I said, I expect him to contend um, and be right in the conversation, but not necessarily push it to a point where he needs to... Um, where he ends up doing something stupid and kind of ruining his day. So I think he'll be like third or fourth most of the day. I think he'll finish right around there, squeeze out a top five, plus 140. I put two units on it. I like that a lot. Brian, give people a breakdown of your card and your favorite bet as we sit here Saturday night. Yeah, it's it's almost as short as Kyle's here. I had three pre-practice and qualifying bets, and that was a Kyle Busch top five, a Hamlin top ten, and then the Hamlin over the Busher. Um I like all those nicely now. Uh, get a decent, decent CLV there, and then I'm adding a Larson outright. I just think there's too good a value on this for somebody who's been so successful here. Also on the McDriver top five number, they, he's great. I was thinking about going there for my best bet, but uh, oh no. Kyle beat me to the punch. Oh um, no. Yeah, uh, I'm. I added last minute the Busher top ten just because I think there's enough in that car, and he's good enough on road courses for him to finish there. Um, and then I'm taking the taking the value with Hamlin over Byron and then Gibbs over Dinger again, another value play, which I think is because of speed and going to show you how much I think uh, Denny apparently is going to perform here. I'm going to take the Busher top 10 as my favorite post qualifying bet here because I think he's able to get it in there, which definitely means Denny's getting that top 10 and then eventually and possibly taking home the victory for Kyle, who's sitting on a 20 to one outright. 
um, at the actual book that we're able to bet at. Yep. Hopefully, uh, I kind of wish I'd gotten it on my card, but you know, things happen and we uh, get new information as we record and whatnot. So, for Brian Twining, I'm Kyle Robert. Enjoy the hell out of the race. Let us know down in the comments your favorite bet for Sunday as the odds sit now. Good luck on DraftKings. Let's cash some tickets. Let's win some lineups. Let's make all the money, and we'll talk to you next time. We'll be right back. 